Hey guys, welcome to What's the Word? Today's another Q&A day. Yeah. Uh, buddy and Abigail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And today we're talking about spiritual gifts. We're answering questions. I got a slick haircut. Looks nice. Yeah, it's a nice. lot. I removed, I lost weight today. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. We uh, judge the haircut by pounds removed. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we just welcome you today. It's going to be awesome. Like, share, and subscribe to the broadcast. This is uh, what we'll do on these Q&A days. You're going to see more of these, especially on Mondays, generally on Monday. Generally, I won't say every single one, but Generally on Mondays, we're going to have these Q&A days. There'll be a specific topic, uh, so it's not just a free-for-all Q&A, but we'll have a specific topic, and you guys will ask some questions, and yeah. I'll answer it, and it'll be awesome, and you guys can ask some questions. Put them in the comments right now. Let us know who's watching, where you're watching from. We want to say hello to you, and uh, today we're going into spiritual gifts. So. Amen away <laughs> well my i think the opening question should be what are spiritual gifts i feel like yeah i think that's a good one too so okay. um win yeah. <laughs> well played uh so one of the things that we want to look at is uh what are those spiritual gifts and your key passage of scripture for that is going to be first corinthians 12 mm. yes. and uh, so let's turn there and let's look at that let's uh, look. so first corinthians 12 and Generally, you'll start around verse 7, but I always like starting at verse 1 because uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 1 says this, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, mm -hmm. I do not want you to be unaware. Uh, so uh, the King James says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant. So praise God. Put that in the comments right now. God doesn't want us ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. God doesn't want us ignorant. So, hey, Joni watching from Baden. Good to see you. Hannah Sittler, Miss Marilyn uh, watching from Albemarle. I see uh, people that are online. Oh, your mom was on Marky. Uh, Miss Debbie was on earlier. I missed that. Oh, good. Good to see you. So anyway, we just welcome you. And uh, so God doesn't, put, a, put that in the comments right now. God does not want us ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. want us ignorant. And one thing about this that I think is important to point out is if you look like in the New American Standard, one of the things mm -hmm. that they'll show you is words that are not in the original text are in italics. Mm -hmm. And if they're italicized, then one of the things that you see is that word was not included, but it was added to give us some context. In this case, uh, the context that the translators felt like we needed to know was that concerning spiritual gifts. But if you take that word out, uh, you should be able to have the same meaning with it or without it. It just adds a little bit of context. Yeah. In this case, if we take it out, it basically says now concerning spirituals, and that's actually a more accurate translation of this. Mm -hmm. It's not just talking about uh, gifts, but it's talking about moving in the spirit. God wants us to not be ignorant about moving in spiritual things. So now yeah. concerning spirituals, and then in context, the first thing that he talks about are the gifts of the spirit here. And so let's mm -hmm. jump down uh, to let's jump down to verse four. It says this, it says, now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. Now, of course, a gift is something that God gives. We can look at a gift as, as two different ways. First of all, something that God gives. Second of all, something that you're good at. So it's like a skill, a God-given skill. All right. Uh, there are the varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. Verse 7, but to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Uh, so to each one. So I don't, I'm not going to get into every single detail uh, about this because you may have questions like, for in instance, can every person have a spiritual gift? Ask that later on. I'm not going to get into it right at the moment. I just want to define the gifts first. Uh, the one thing I do want us to see here in verse 7 is 
I think sometimes we call the gifts of the Spirit, there's nine gifts of the Spirit. If somebody can list these out, this will be awesome. And uh, hey, Melissa Billingsley, so good to see you. Um, so one of the things that we see is that God does not want us ignorant, but he also, I think a lot of times when we say spiritual gifts, we actually take away a little bit from what is the reality. In verse 7, you see this is not just a gift. This is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit himself. Yeah. So now I want you to see this. If we in our lives, watch how this works. If we take out the gifts from our lives, the spiritual gifts from our lives, we're literally taking out a piece of God that we're designed to have. So we don't want to be without the gifts in our lives because right. it's literally a manifestation of God, yeah. right? It's a manifestation of God. So verse 7 again uh, says that to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit or the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. This is a piece of Him manifesting. This is, this is Him manifesting, right? And He says... But to each one's given the manifestation of the Spirit, and here you see the purpose for the gifts for the common good. In other words, it will not only bless you, but it'll bless the whole uh, body. It'll bless everyone. For it'll also bless people that aren't in the body. All right. Yeah. Verse eight. For to one here here we get into the nine gifts. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. Mm -hmm. To another, the word of knowledge. So first one's word of wisdom, second one's word of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. Verse 9, to another, faith by the same Spirit. Mm -hmm. So the third one is the gift of faith. To another, gifts of healing by, the, by one Spirit, by the one Spirit. So the fourth one is a gift of healing. To another, the effecting of miracles or the working of miracles, how the King James says. In other words, there's a working of that miracle. To another, prophecy. And to another, distinguishing of spirits. And to another, various kinds of tongues or, or discerning of spirits. And then another one is various kinds of tongues. And to another, interpretation of tongues. So you have, you have nine different gifts. All right, mm -hmm. and so you have power gifts, you have speaking gifts, and uh, so, and then you have knowledge gifts. Okay, mm -hmm. so knowledge, power, and speaking gifts. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, three groups of three to make up the nine. So that's what the gifts are. So, amen. I didn't describe them. See how I kept that short? I could talk about this for the next hour, and y'all never talk again. But we're not doing that. So, so um, you know, obviously, all of those sound, you know. Those are great, you know. I want. Right. I would love to see, you know, healing happen more and miracles and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm sure everyone that's watching would like to operate in the knowledge, the power, the speaking gifts. Um, and I guess the question that you know we can follow that up with is, how do we operate in these gifts? Yeah. How do we yeah. see them manifesting? Well, I think that what's important before you understand how to operate it in them is, what are they? You know, what are each one of those gifts? How do they operate before yeah. you, un you know, in other words, what are they designed to do? Yeah. Um, so mm -hmm. let's just go down the list first, and then you can kind of see some of the operation in that. Yeah. Um, so did anybody put in all of the different ones? I think, I think Barrett's grabbing it right now. And if you have questions on the gifts, yeah. uh, put them in the comments, and we'll try to get to them before we're done. So the first thing, looking at verse 8, the word of wisdom. Uh, so let's cover the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge together, okay? So mm -hmm. because I think that it's important to see that. So the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge uh, are similar, but they're not the same. Basically, a word of knowledge is when I know something, when I have knowledge of something that I didn't know before, yeah. uh, that I shouldn't know, that the only way I could know it is to have supernatural knowledge of that. So, for example, uh, one time there was, I was helping my pastor pray years ago, and while we were praying, I was standing behind the person to catch and, and pray, uh, you know, basically be praying in the Holy Spirit while he's ministering to the person. And I saw their harp attacked. 
And they were a young person. What I didn't know was about a month before that, they had had a minor heart attack. And that was a word of knowledge. And part of that word of knowledge was sometimes a word of knowledge can be to deal, in other words, bring up something you didn't know was there so that you can now deal with it and get it healed, yeah. right? Uh, but then another part of the word of knowledge is that person, without me knowing it, knowing that God just spoke to me, shows God's in the room. He cares about you. He wants yeah. to do something about this. Yeah. So it built their faith by me having that word of knowledge. Yeah. So right. a word of wisdom is, and this is something that I had operate in my life uh, long before I knew what it was. I, di I didn't really realize it. I would have wisdom on what people should do. And so a word of wisdom is literally having wisdom of what people should do um, supernaturally. Here's what you should do. Sometimes it's logical, sometimes it's not. I'll find now that a word of wisdom will come out and you'll tell me something, I'll, I'll say, yeah, I don't know about that. And that's the Holy Ghost and a word of wisdom saying that's not going to work. You, wisdom says you need to do it a different way or you need to recheck that. Um, and that can literally be a part of the word of wisdom. It can also be very detailed. So uh, let's say, and I've had this, this kind of, I don't, you know, this would just come to me. It would just, it would just come to me in this way where I would be sitting there and, you know, uh, we would, I would just be sitting there say we're trying to solve something and say, grab, I'd hear the Lord say, grab it this way, turn it this way. And, and all of a sudden we'd do that and it'd work. And it was a word of wisdom on how to fix problems and things like that. Yeah. Um, one time my mom told a story where she had dropped a bottle down in the toilet and it was going to clog it. And the Lord gave her a word of wisdom on how to get that bottle out. And she, she didn't understand physics very well, but it was beautiful what God, what God showed her. So that's the word of knowledge and that's the word of wisdom. Two very neat gifts. Mm -hmm. And um, I would even know, uh, like for example, like there's things I, I can remember being in middle school and people would be dating and I would know that guy's not good for you. That, that girl's, she's, she's bad news. Oh, this relationship's going to work. I would know those things, but I wouldn't know why. I didn't understand the giftings that were in effect and that were operating in that way. But I was filled with the Holy Ghost, and, and um, I would just see things and know things like that. And later on, looking back, I realized that was the Holy Spirit the whole time that was putting that, putting that in there and putting it in me. So that was awesome. So looking at the rest of them, uh, first of all, we saw the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. And the next one is faith. Um, this gift of faith is a huge one. This is a power gift. And this is, I, I've, I've had, I would say I've had all of these operate in my life, uh, which will go to answer another question probably later on. But um, one of the things that you'll see with the gift of faith is, in the gift of faith, you will have no reason, no logic for being in faith. It'll look like all hell's about to break loose and you can't do anything about it, and yet you'll be standing in the middle of it, standing strong. Like the gift of faith will flood you supernaturally, and you just have it to stand, and all of a sudden you'll see a miracle. You know, you'll see something happen. That's the gift of faith. It's a supernatural faith. It's not one that comes by me studying, it's not one that comes. Uh, by our intense uh, time with the Lord right then. Now, all of these are amplified by our time with the Lord and study, but it's not coming just because I did it. It's coming because it's a gift that God pours out in us, and all of a sudden we are like on you know, super strong faith, you know, and uh, that's a beautiful one because you can, you can utilize that in so many different areas. And I can tell you when I've had the gift of faith, it has never failed. It's just a, it's a beautiful thing yeah. um, that I would say that um, probably had a combination of, uh, I'd have to say it'd probably be a gift of faith, kind of a gift of faith came on, on me when when that pig had died and I needed it up, I needed it alive again. And that gift of faith came in 
And um, so maybe the working of miracles there as well. But that it's just like I was sitting there, then all of a sudden the gift of faith came on me. Yeah. And I was like, no, this is not happening. I went back to pray and, and it came back to life, you know. So yeah. that gift of faith. Um, the next one is, and we can talk more about these as, as you guys have questions or whatever. The next one that we're looking at is the gift of healing. This is a gifting for healing to happen in that, in that moment. Now, sometimes what you'll see in healing is a lot of what people call healing is really working of miracles. Uh, because what people are looking for is, you know, if your arm's broken, then you pray for it, and all of a sudden, <laughs> pop, and it's healed. That's not the gift of healing a lot of times. A lot of times, that's the gift, that's the working of miracles. You know, that is a miracle. It could not have happened that, that much. Yeah. A gift of healing is where you're praying for somebody and they've had this sickness for 10 years. All of a sudden, a week later, they wake up and they're healed. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know they didn't have legs and the legs grew out. It's a supernatural restoration uh, that happens in that way. So if that if that makes sense. So you can see how the gift of healing is like a supernatural re restoration. But here's the thing, you know, if you're healed either by a miracle or by a supernatural restoration, who cares? You're, you're healed, you know. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good yeah. thing, and that's what God wants to get to us. All right, so now if you look at the next one, uh, the affecting of miracles or the working of miracles, this is actually when you'll see a lot of evangelists that will operate in this gift where they'll have somebody who's having back pain and then they'll pray for them and then they'll, then they'll have them lean over. What they're doing is they're working. They're expecting to see that miracle work right now. And um, I remember, I think it was uh, Stephen Hurlbert, a friend of ours, and uh, he had a, a withered hand that was getting that was dying, right? And I think it had, had nerves cut in it or, or veins or something. And the Lord said, work that hand. And he kept working. He said, work that miracle. And he kept working. About five minutes later, all of a sudden, the person stretched out and their hand was completely healed. That's the working of miracles yeah. or the affecting of miracles. And uh, sometimes you can see that thing just pop right open. You know, But you even, uh, I think it was Jesus that said, stretch forth your hand. Mm -hmm you know, to the withered hand, stretch forth. So that person applied action to their faith and they were working that miracle and it was made whole. All right, so now we'll go down to uh, prophecy. Now, prophecy, uh, it's interesting because you have the gift of prophecy and then you have prophecy that any believer can operate in. Now, the prophecy that any believer can operate in is uh, in 1 Corinthians 14, and you can see basically in verse 3, but one who prophesies speaks to men for edification, exhortation, and, con and consolation. So you see building up, uh, building up is edification. Uh, exhorting is encouraging, and consolation is comfort. So this is prophecy in general. The gift of prophecy would be where you are planting the seeds of the word of the Lord in people. It can be where you're actually looking forward and seeing foretelling or foretelling, where you're seeing into uh, the future and prophesying that. Um, I've had, I had somebody one time that prophesied over my life, and they said, I see the, the gifts of prophecy operating in you more and more and more. You know, the truth is, when they spoke that, I didn't even hear it. I didn't hear them say that. Um, but when I, I had a recording of it, and when I went back to that recording, about five years later, I played it, and I heard that piece, and I went, I don't remember them saying that. But what was interesting was I'd already, I'd had uh, gifts of prophecy start operating in my life, and so mm -hmm. what they had done was, in a sense, seen into the future and spoke life-giving words into me. And those, that gift of prophecy brought that thing up and started and kind of kick-started it, kind of jump-started it in my life. And yeah. that was the gift of prophecy, seeing ahead, activating some of those things, uh, but also seeing so that we can plan properly for the future. All right, and then you see uh, the distinguishing of spirits or discerning of spirits. This to me, 
is one of the most interesting ones uh, out there. Discerning of spirits is actually seeing into the spiritual realm. So mm -hmm. when uh, Elijah, or excuse me, when Elisha uh, was in the city that was surrounded and he said there's more with us than are with them, he said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Yeah. That was discerning of spirits. All of a sudden his servant could see all the angels in the mountains. That was discerning of spirits. So yeah. I've seen this multiple times operate now, uh, and it's interesting. It's, it's when you see actually not just physical stuff, but you see into the spiritual realm and discern what that is and uh, discern what's going on. Very interesting gift. I like it. Uh, very interesting, though. It, it's weird when it happens. Uh, yeah. Like the first time, it's a strange thing. Uh, it feels weird to our brain. Our, our brain is like, what in the world? And uh, then the other one is various kinds of tongues. Uh, you see the gift of tongues. This will be for the body. This will be for people. Uh, it's not just our prayer language. So you have tongues. That's our personal prayer language. Mm -hmm. That's for every person. But then you have the gift of tongues that's for others, and it, and then you, it needs to be accompanied with interpretation, which is the next yeah. gift, which is where you literally hear, like for us, you hear English words uh, when somebody is speaking in, t in tongues, which is a heavenly language, you'll, you'll actually know what it means like that in, in English. And uh, you'll know it in your known, and you'll be able, and you should write it down. You should tell the person who's overseeing the service and uh, give that interpretation because the interpretation is, is necessary. So, right. so that's, that's kind of what those gifts are and a little bit how they operate. So. Yeah. Uh, Barrett actually asked, would it open visions be prophetic or discerning of spirits? Mm -hmm. Which... Which open vision where your open vision is where you're seeing actually with your eyes. An open vision, I, I would say, uh, would be more discerning of spirits because you're seeing it in the physical. You know, uh, prophecies where it's coming to your spirit and then you're speaking that out. But they can, as you can see, they can have an element and a nature of. In other words, if I see an open vision and it's it's basically what would be considered discerning of spirits, but a prophetic vision. In other words, it's prophetic in nature. Yeah. It, it, what I would then say about that vision is important. But see, the gift of prophecy would be also for the body. And the question at that point is, does God want you to tell what that vision is? Because everything that you see and know is not meant to be told at that moment. That's a mistake that a lot of young uh, believers actually make is they think everything that God tells them they should tell. And that's not true. But I will tell you this, if you, doesn't matter if you're young or old, if you have visions like this, especially when you're growing in it, mm -hmm. uh, you should absolutely tell the people that God has connected you with above you. Uh, you, don't, you don't take every word from God and give it to the people, your peers, to the side, and you don't give it to the people that you're over. Uh, you don't do that 100%, but you should share it with, like, your pastor, things like that. So, you know, if you had a vision or you had a vision or you had a word of prophecy that came to you, maybe not in a service or maybe in a service, you, it doesn't mean that you're supposed to share it right then. I made that mistake many times. Everything I thought, I thought if the Lord shared it with me, I was supposed to share it, and I made that mistake. It's not true. I would see things. As a matter of fact, one time um, I had a couple that I knew, and they made a decision, and I knew that that decision was going to be bad. And I shared it with them because I saw it. Oh, they got mad at me. They cussed me. They did all kinds of stuff. And I was like, dang, <laughs> I, I was just sharing with you what I was trying to save you. Well, sure enough, they went down that road. They followed that decision, and it was as bad as what I saw. And uh, But I messed up, and I made the mistake of sharing it with them. God was sharing it with me, and here's how that should have worked. If they would have submitted themselves, they would have said, okay, what do you think about this decision? And then I could have shared with them what God had already showed me. 
but they didn't do that. I just told them. I kind of force-fed them. In other words, God gave them provision, but many times his provision comes through submission to our authorities and uh, humbling ourselves in that way. That's God's way. That's his, it, we're designed to work together, not just be alone all the time. So, yeah. yeah, amen. Good question. Yeah. yeah, Barrett said timing is huge. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, so, so kind of going back to the the question that I asked earlier. How, no, now that we know what the gifts are, yeah. Um, how then can we operate in those gifts? Okay. Was well, there a particular one? I mean, because I would say they all kind of come up differently. But one thing to know is if you go in, over into Romans eight, yeah. you see that those who are the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. Yeah. Okay. So what he does, and then he says, uh, he says that the Spirit will let our spirit know that we are children of God. Mm -hmm. So if you can imagine the Holy Spirit and then your inner man is the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit will talk to your spirit, mm -hmm. okay? And he will let you know that you are a child of God. Well, that's the flow of God's communication. And these specifically are manifestations of the Spirit. So most of these are going to, you know, I would say all of them are going to operate through your spirit, man. Uh, even, but like when I'm, I'm thinking about discerning of spirits, you're seeing with your eyes. But st that operation will come through your spirit, from the Holy Ghost, through your spirit, and then your spirit will cause you to see in the spirit, like in the discerning of the spirit. But in other ones where it's not a physical manifestation in that way, the Holy Spirit's going to bring that power to your spirit. And when he brings that power to your spirit, then it'll, it'll empower you to walk out that gifting. So that's the first part to know. So our connection to the Holy Ghost is going to be one of the most important things in keeping these gifts flowing. Uh, so that that's the first thing. So then we can we can talk about individual. Once you understand that function and and uh, the way that that works, now you can talk about different ones. So, yeah. Do you have uh, any particular gift that you'd like to know about? Um, I know you were talking about um, specifically the difference between the um, what were they called? The gift of healing and the gift of miracles, yeah. working on miracles, that, that kind of confused me a little bit. Okay. So if you, a miracle is something that cannot take place naturally, but mm -hmm. it's obviously a, a miracle. It's obviously a supernatural working uh, that is not physically possible. It's just not possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, so if you look at, for example, healing, if you cut your arm, it will naturally heal itself, right? Yeah. Um, but a miracle is a, something that takes place just like that. It takes, mm -hmm. it takes place very quickly, very quickly. Whereas a gift of healing can be speeding up what can take place naturally. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes but a miracle, a miracle you'll see happen right then, mm -hmm. right then and now. Um, like, for example, a gift of uh, the miracles or the working of miracles when Jesus said, hey, your servant is healed this same hour, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that's a working of miracles. That's not healing. That's a working of miracles that came back from the dead. Lazarus, yeah. that's a working of miracles. Turning the water to wine, yeah. a working of miracles, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when the guy, the Peter grabs the guy and lifts him to his feet and he had been lame for all those years and all of a sudden now he's walking, that's miracles. Uh, when, when they are healed, it's where restoration, supernatural restoration goes into your body and all of a sudden it works, I would say it works faster or it does something beyond what your body would do but it might not be instantaneous. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So. Um, another question I had. So it's like supernatural restoration. Yeah, so. yeah, that makes sense. Um, another question I had along that same vein, talking about like mainly the gift of faith is, you know, we're all given a measure of faith, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we all have Not the, the, gift, same. the gift yeah. of faith. So yeah. what, how do we know like, 
oh, like you have the gift of faith or you just have, good job, you have faith. Well, and, and before you answer that question, I would ask who has what gifts? You know, mm -hmm. who can have what gifts? Right. Like, yeah. okay, if Buddy has the gift of faith, uh, can you have the gift of faith? Yeah. Can you, can, if he's got the gift of faith, can he have the working of miracles? You know, the question is, what gifts can you have? Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. And that, that right there is, is a pretty important. So we'll have, we have a couple of questions that mm -hmm. we'll answer a little bit later, but who can have what gifts? Is it more, so remember that question because we'll yeah. come back to it, but the answer is built into this. Mm -hmm. um, so look here, uh, let's look at verse seven again. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit. Not, mm -hmm. not to each one is given a gift. What's yeah. given to each person? Manifestation. The manifestation. Mm -hmm. Which manifestation? Manifestation of the Spirit. The manifestation of the Spirit. Which one of the gifts is the Spirit carrying? All of them. All of them, right? So the Spirit's carrying all of them, so He'll give the manifestation that's needed. Okay, but that doesn't mean, but when you come together in a body, a lot of times it can be that today, and, and I'll, I'll show you a little bit more of this, but just bear with me till we get to that point. Yeah. Today, okay, you're carrying the gift of faith today. Mm -hmm. Today, you're carrying a, a gift of prophecy. Mm -hmm. Next week, mm -hmm. you're carrying a gift of prophecy. You're carrying working of miracles, yeah. right? And so, and you'll see that here with that thought in mind, uh, verse 8, for to one is given the word of wisdom. So what we have done is we've automatically assumed that when it says to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, we've not equated that to a service or a moment. We've equated that instantly to a lifetime. This is what you carry. Now, I will say that we may get we may be stronger in some gifts, but that doesn't mean that we can't operate in the other. And when I say stronger, I'm saying we can learn, we can go back to verse one, concerning spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant, I don't want you to be unaware. Yeah. So in other words, the more aware we are and the more knowledge we have of the working of these gifts, the more efficient and productive we'll work in them. Yeah. So when we can get stronger in the gifts, but remember, we're not the one who's doing the work. Mm -hmm. The Holy Ghost is doing the work. So I, I'm not, in other words, my gift of faith is not limited necessarily by where I am. The operation of it, whether, or watch this, whether I operated in, in it or not is what's limited. Yeah. But once mm -hmm. I operate in it, it's not my power that's flowing, it's his. Mm -hmm. You see? Yeah. So I want to get to the place where I'm operating in these gifts so I can be stronger. So I may have one gift that operates in me more often, but that doesn't mean I can't have the other ones. Okay, so yeah. because it's the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Look, yeah. so to one is given the word of wisdom and to another the word of knowledge. So instead of thinking about that for a lifetime, think about it for a moment. In this moment, mm -hmm. you may have this, you may have this, I may have something else. Mm -hmm. Now let's go to the end of this chapter because all of this is talking about every person brings a supply. See, God didn't design one person to be the, the showman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He didn't design one person to be the hero. No, he said, my body through Jesus Christ is the hero, right? Mm -hmm. Is the salt and the light. Mm -hmm. The whole body is mm -hmm. the hero. It's not designed for one person to always be the hero. You do have operations of, like as a pastor, my job is to help you grow mm -hmm. so that you can operate in these two. And I'll show you, I'll teach you, I'll activate those things in you. I'll hold you by the hand while you grow and learn how to operate in them. Yeah. But ultimately, my job is to duplicate myself, yeah. you know, and, and to get other people operating in that same. Yeah. But look at this in verse, uh, so 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 31, the first part of that, mm -hmm but earnestly desire the greater gifts yeah. or covet what the King James says is covet the best gifts. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. Well, if I can covet whatever is the best gift, mm -hmm. then that means I'm not limited to one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not limited to just one. You're not limited to one. Put that in the comments. If I can covet the best gift, put this in comment. I'm not limited to one gift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not limited to one spiritual gift. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we see this, and so a lot of times you'll see this operation, like in our setup, you'll see these in operation in life group. Yeah. So on Sunday morning, you know, I'll be teaching, growing people, helping everybody, but then they'll go into a life group and then all of those gifts will come out of the people when pastor's not there, you know, yeah. that's, and that's the way. And then you'll have more and more operation on a Sunday morning in a prayer service mm -hmm. from other people as yeah. well. And you'll see more and more operation at, mm -hmm. at Walmart and mm -hmm. at, the, at the store and, and different places that they are. And so one of the things mm -hmm. that you see is, when he told us to covet the best gifts, right there in that statement he showed us, it's not, it's not limited to one gift. You're not limited to one gift. I'm not limited to one gift. Well, that's beautiful. So then we have to ask the question, what's the best gift? Yeah. What, what is the best gift? Out of the nine, what's the best one? Are you asking us? Sure, Q&A day. Say prophecy. <laughs> prophecy, you think? I would say, well, but when Paul said... Um, I desire more that you prophesy than that's not get, necessarily. That's, the I just gift. remember yeah. going back to that's the same scripture that you were saying is that's yeah. the prophecy. Yeah. Never mind. Whichever that's one that you need at the moment. We all may prophesy. The one that you need at the moment. That's right. So <laughs> I just remember <laughs> you hearing you say that at some point. So what's the best gift? The the best gift mm -hmm. is what do I need right now? If I need yeah. faith, then the best gift for me at that moment is faith. Mm -hmm. right. So I need to desire whatever gift I need in that moment. Lord, give me the spiritual gift that I need right yeah. now. I desire it. Work yeah. it through me in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. you know, and I may know what that gift is. I might not know what that gift is. But uh, the issue is that's going to be the best one. If I need a word of yeah. knowledge or a word of wisdom, then that's the best gift. I don't need the gift of faith. I don't need healing. I need, you know, so in other words, if I'm sitting out here by myself as a believer and I'm talking to somebody and uh, they're at, like, I need, I need wisdom, I need what to do, then if I know and know how to operate in the gifts, what do I need in that moment? I need the gift of wisdom to give them supernatural wisdom in that moment. So in that moment, I would covet and desire earnestly that gift of wisdom for that moment, right? Yeah. That's what I would do. And uh, so that shows us, so a lot of times people have been very limited because they think, well, I have the gift of prophecy in my life. You know, well, I need healing right now. Well, good luck. I'd, I'd help you, but I don't have the gift of healing. I got prophecy, so sorry. You know, no, it's a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. The Holy Ghost is in you, right? He's got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whether you've ever walked in it or not, he's got it, and he's flow he wants to flow through you. So the best gift is whatever is needed at that moment. And he says desire. In other words, what he's telling us is desire all of them. Yeah. Desire, learn to flow in them. Covet the one that you need at that moment and, mm -hmm. and go after those things. Grow in those gifts. Instead of being, now that I may have a natural leaning and a stronger gifting from the Lord in two or three of them. You know, in other words, they come out naturally from me really easily. Okay, and that, that can be told, but why stop there and why limit ourselves when it's a work of the Holy Spirit? You see? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And so you can see that when he says this is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And then but then when he's saying one person gets this, he's showing the working of the body. In other words, it's not just all me all the time. It's me, it's you, it's you, it's you guys. And uh, so we want to desire to just be used by God and to grow in these. So, yeah. amen. That's good. Let's, uh, let's answer some of these and then yeah. come back to anything. Go ahead and ask what they've said. Um, well, the first one we had is how do you strengthen the gift of healing? Well, if you want to, you know, again, there's a manifestation of the Holy Ghost, so you mm -hmm. want to be ready and available, you know. Uh, if you never believe that you're going to pray for people for healing, if you never believe that you're going to pray for people for healing, then you're probably not going to be used in that gift. But if I'm believing, Lord, you're going to use me for healing. You're going to use me for this. I'm expecting to be used in the gift of healing. Mm -hmm. 
That would be the first step, of course. And being around people. You know, if you stay home all the time, this is one of the things that's bad about the situation we've been in is the body of Christ is the light of the world, and they are the preserving factor. We need to be mingling with people. We need to be around people. We don't need this staying at home. See, part of what the devil's trying to do is he's trying to get us to trying to get the church to stay away from other people so that we can't be the salt and the light. You know, I was thinking the other day, they were talking about, well, if you'd like to keep your kids at school. No, I need my kids to be around other kids. Mm -hmm. I need, I want, I, my kids are carrying the light in them, right? Mm -hmm. I can't, it's not a, I'm going to stay at home and be safe. No, safety is found in the arms of God being obedient to what he's told us to do. And he's told us to be the salt and the light. Mm -hmm. So if we're growing in like the gift of healing, what, one thing to do is, we want the Holy Spirit's flow through us to be unhindered. Mm -hmm. So if the Holy Spirit's trying to flow healing through us, but we don't know that every person has been healed by the stripes of Jesus, mm -hmm. and we're not waiting on him to do something he's already done. If you don't know that, then the Holy Spirit will try to move and flow that gift through you, but our, our mind and the core of who we are will stop it. Mm -hmm. So I would say if you want to grow in healing, then you need to study and meditate meditate on healing scriptures. Uh, hear, hear people that preach on healing. Uh, meditate on it. Pray in the Holy Ghost on it. Uh, get the mind of Christ on healing. And that would go for any of the gifts just on that topic. So it's yeah. a good question. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marky asked a good question. She asked, uh, um, essentially, why do the gifts often only operate in the fivefold ministry? Why does that seem like it's no, more normal for fivefold ministers to operate in it rather than? Well, sure. Well, yeah. they're leading the church. Mm -hmm. You know, the uh, you see it in Ephesians four: apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Mm -hmm. They're leading the church. They're growing up the saints to do the work of ministry. So the work of ministry would include operating in the gifts. So first of all, they should be better at it. Right? right, they should be yeah. because if you're teaching and training, you should be skilled at it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, second of all, uh, they have opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. They have opportunity in services yeah. uh, to actually operate in those areas. Uh, here's one of the one of the issues: is are we actually believing that God will use us in that? You know. Uh, I can remember I was a pastor for years before I really believed that God would heal somebody on the street, and I'd pray for somebody right in the middle of the bank. You know, I, I didn't care what people saw. I'm expecting God to heal them right here. You know, um, now I, I would pray for people, but I really got a revelation like I'm carrying this with me all the time. Well, if yeah. believers will get that same revelation about themselves, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't have that naturally uh, before. That was something I had to see myself in Scripture, not as a pastor, but as a child of God with an inheritance of supernatural strength. Mm -hmm. So it's not a pastor that made me gifted. It's the inheritance of being God's child, yeah. right? That's what, and that you can see that in Ephesians chapter 1. You have an inheritance, and this inheritance is on this level, the same level, the same power level that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the same resurrection power. And that's for every believer. That wasn't just for pastors. You know? uh, so a lot of times you'll see uh, we've not created opportunities for ourselves because we've not believed that God would use us in those gifts. And, and, I, and so it says covet the best gifts. What if the whole church started saying, Lord, I desire, I want to move in these gifts. Mm -hmm. Let me move in these gifts. You know, start practicing at life group. You know, uh, start. And if the Lord has you, I'll, if he tells me to call somebody up on, in a service or in, you know, on the Sunday morning, I'll say, hey, come lay your hands on this person. I've done that, done that before. Um, sometimes, a lot of times in a service, this is a time for me to demonstrate how to do it so that the people will then take that and do that Monday through Saturday. Right. You see what I mean? And I'm demonstrating Sunday what to do. And if, I, if, if in, on Sunday morning I let everybody, and we had like a clinic, and everybody was trying different things, first of all, it would be hard to keep up with. It would be kind of mass hysteria. That's not necessarily what some people think that's what church should be. That's not what it was actually describing. 
He actually, there's an order to it so that people can learn and grow and have a proper demonstration. And, but many times, too, to also answer the question, you have a lot of pastors that want to be the hero. You have a lot of ministers that they don't want anybody else to do it. Just let me do it. Mm -hmm. And they want to be the hero. And, of course, that's the wrong heart to yeah. take to it. Right. I don't mind. You know, I've told, like, when different people have preached, a lot of times they'll be like, I'm preaching. Okay, pastor, come up and pray for people. I'm like, and I'm, you know, don't do that. You know, if I ask you to preach, then you've, you fulfilled, you demonstrate the yeah. ministry as well. You have, you have the ability. Make, call the shot. You know, be led. You start praying for people right now. You know, don't don't look at me to do it. You know, um, that's part of the teaching. That's part of the training. And so, um, and sometimes it's right to pass it back, but sometimes it's not as well. So, mm -hmm. um, I, I just had a follow-up question that came to me. Um, you were kind of talking about practicing the gifts and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I know in First uh, Corinthians twelve, it talks about how God puts it on people as He wills. And I was wondering yes. what the what the balance. If there's a balance yeah. or if it's just, you know, when that gift comes on me or whenever the spirit comes on me, like, or like, do I just kind of try it out and then, no, you, no. you know, you know what I mean? you're talking about verse 11, it says, yeah. but one and the same spirit works all these things. Great question. Yeah. Works all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as he wills. Mm. Okay. So a couple of questions that you want to look at is God decides when to pour this out. Mm. What's he looking for? We already know from Scripture what he's looking for. We know, like from, I think it's 2 Chronicles 16, 9, he's looking for someone whose heart is pure towards him, that he might show himself strong on their behalf. Yeah. We know from Daniel eleven thirty two that those that know their God will do exploits. Uh, we know from the end of this chapter, in verse 31, that we are supposed to desire mm -hmm. the spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. So who's he going to work through? Who is he going? Who is he wanting to pour it out through? The ones who desire it, the one whose heart is pure towards him, and the one who's in fellowship with him and knows him. So if we will do those things, and these are just basics, there can yeah. be more things, but if we'll do, and the one who's hungry for it, he'll fill them, you yeah. know. Yeah. The one who's humble to him, yielded, mm -hmm to him. He'll give them grace and greater grace. So those are just five things off the top of my head, yeah. you know, out of the spirit, you know, and that if we will get ourselves in position, he'll, he'll want to, he will want to will it to yeah. you. He'll want to get that to yeah. you, to you, you know, and, but the issue is we've not done those things. Yeah. Right, and so we're not in a position to do that. So you have less people that are in a position to have the Holy Spirit flow through them, uh, and so He'll give it as He wills. He distributes to each one individually, just as He wills, and He may have a reason for it coming through you one day instead of me, or you instead of me. And and I love that because it shows God's not limited to a person. Yeah, you know. Yeah. He, he's a lot bigger. He can come through, you know, uh, he can come through somebody who's 19. He can come through someone in their 20s. It doesn't have to be somebody in their 40s. Mm -hmm. He's he's big enough to work miracles through your hands. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's big enough to work a, a huge prophecy through your mouth, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's the beauty of this is it doesn't have to come through me. And so he may have that. And sometimes, you know, a lot of times, it kind of works like this. You'll see like word of wisdom, word of knowledge, a lot of times working in a service mm -hmm. without being announced and defined. Mm -hmm. um, but what you'll see is I, I'll hand you the mic and say, hey, go pray over this. And you'll go pray over it. In the middle of that prayer, a word of wisdom will come through. A word of knowledge will come through. Yeah. And he wanted to will it in that word of wisdom through you. Mm -hmm. And he did it by me handing you the mic telling you to go pray. You see, and that was him trying to get that. So I've had many people like, no, 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 I don't want to go do that. And now they've just denied room for that gift to flow through. Yeah. And so they're, you know, it wouldn't, even though God wanted to, it won't be able to be utilized in that same way. Or it, you'll have to move it through somebody else. Right. Yeah. Good question. We had another person in the comments. Okay. Um, they asked, do people's callings determine the gifts that they operate in most frequently? A lot of times they do. Who who did that? That was Barrett. Yeah. A lot of times they do. A lot of times you'll see, um, like I think it was Brother Hagen that said you had to have operate 
in um, prophecy, I think it was prophecy, word of wisdom, or word of knowledge, or maybe, no, maybe it was prophecy, discerning of spirits, um, and, the other, and there was another one. He, had to have to, he, he was saying that he felt like the Lord had told him that in order to be called to the office of the prophet, you had to be operating at least two of the three prophetic type gifts. Mm -hmm. and, um, and one of those was discerning spirits, prophecy. I, I'm trying to remember which one that was. It might have been interpretation. But um, anyway, in that, I'll have to look back and read, read that. But a lot of times you will see giftings that will be more natural to somebody based off of what their calling is. I believe that. I believe that is seen um, in experience more than it is in Scripture. That's mm -hmm. good. Yeah. That's good. Um, our last question, uh, Kevin Buck said, uh, how do you sense when you should be stepping out in the use of one of these gifts? Great question. So one of the best things to do is to yield to whoever has authority over a service or over a life group. And so what we have in place is if somebody has something, they have a word, uh, they will take it to one of the ELT, one of the elders. They'll take it to one of the ushers and just write it down and give it to me or say that. And what will happen is at the, right per at the right time, the person who's in charge of that meeting will do that. So, for example, the other day, uh, my mom was here. And she had a word for back pain or hip pain, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And she just wrote it on a piece of paper. Well, I had no leading as to where that should go or anything like that. Uh, I just said, okay, I just I let the Holy Spirit pull that out when it is. So that mm -hmm. is a word of knowledge, right? That's a word of knowledge calling out people that might have that pain. And, he, and that's the Lord letting those people know, hey, I see you. I see what you're dealing with. And uh, so the service carried on. We got through worship. And then I just had a time where we were supposed to just go after the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and all she had done was yield it. See, she could have taken that and said, I've got a word of knowledge right now. She would have been out of line. There was an order to it. Uh, she didn't have the right to do that or the place to do that because she's not in the leadership of the church, even though she's my mom. Yeah. And we would have been nice to her, but at the same time, it would have been out of line. Yeah. Right. So she just wrote it on a piece of paper and handed it to me as the service began. Sure enough, I get through. We're kind of just praying, you know, praying by the Holy Spirit there for a few minutes. And in the middle of that, the Holy Spirit says, pull out that word right now. I pull out the word. I read it. The altar fills up. And four people got healed just like that. Boom, 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 boom. And so you can see, so like on Kevin's question, which is a great question, mm -hmm. when you're feeling like you should, the first thing to do is yield, yeah. yield, yeah. submit yourself. Because for grace to flow, we got to walk in humility. Mm -hmm. So I've watched people who think they're supposed to be doing things, and then they'll tell the person who's in charge of the meeting or in authority, and that person won't do it right then. And they think in their immaturity that the person in charge of that meeting's missing it. And you're shutting down God. That's not what's happening at all. That person, if they know what they're doing, they're yielding to the Lord. Okay, Lord, they understand it's one thing to have a word. It's another thing on knowing when to yeah. give it. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. timing. You know, there's a timing. God, uh, Barrett said it earlier. There's a timing to the Lord. Mm -hmm. and, and that person who has the gift is not the one who should be making that call. Yeah. The person who has the authority over the service is the one yeah. who should be making that call because mm -hmm. they're the one responsible. Mm -hmm. You know, the one with the gift is not responsible for the whole service. They're, all their responsibility is is to pass on the gift. Mm -hmm. And then what a lot of times what you'll see me do is if you have a word and you tell me, you know, you show me what that word is, I'll hear from the Lord 10, 15 minutes later or whatever. I'll say, you give that word now. I'm not giving the word. Yeah. I'll say, you give that word, you know. And all of a sudden, that gift, what do we care? That we're recognized? No, we shouldn't. What, what, all we want is we want the Holy Ghost to flow. If we really care about what he wants, we don't care if we're seen. We don't care if we're known. We just want the Holy Ghost to flow. Mm -hmm. And the responsibility of the person that has the gift is not necessarily to be seen doing it. To do it right then, the responsibility yeah. is to pass that information on mm -hmm. to the person who has an authority in that. And so, like if Kevin had it, he should just uh, you know, send a message 
uh, to send a message like to Barrett or George or write it on a piece of paper, get it to them, they'll get it to me in the service without being distracting. And if I feel like it needs to be done then, I'll stop the service right then and do it. Or it may be after the service, or I may forget, which means the Holy Ghost didn't bring it to me, or you didn't hear it correctly, which is very possible. When we're trying and we're trying, I've had many times where I thought this was the Lord and then, no, that wasn't the Lord. Then I've had times I'm like, is that the Lord? And sure enough, it was the Lord. So as you're growing in that and you yield and submit that to an authority, you can learn what, what it feels like when it's right or it's wrong so that you don't miss it. Yeah. So yielding and submitting is, is one of the best things to do. So, Amen. Barrett says, it's one thing to have a word. There's a timing on when to give the word. And again, I'll say this. The word that you get or something like that that you get is not always meant to be shared with everybody. Mm-hmm. Don't. Right. Don't. That actually can damage people. I've watched it damaged many times. Yeah. People thought they did hear from the Lord, yeah. but they thought it was their job to share it, and it wasn't their job to share it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it was it messed somebody up. I've watched that many times, and so we don't want to be the person that causes a stumbling block, mm-hmm. um, you know, in somebody. That's why you take it to your spiritual authority. Um, if you have a word, you should always yeah. bring it to your authority for the most part. Uh, the only time where that would not necessarily be is if you were in like a daily operation and I'm the pastor and my pastor's in another city pastoring another church. I'm not going to bring him every daily operation word that I have to him. I'm not going to call him in the middle of a service and say, hey, yeah, there's a lady here and she's got a word right now. Should I give this? I'm not going to call him in the middle of Sunday service. Mm-hmm. I'm in that position with an authority to make that call yeah. and it's my responsibility. I don't have to do that. But if you're in a local church and you're not the pastor, then you should bring it to your pastor in that way. Don't share it sideways. Don't share it down first and then go find out. No, share it with them because that pastor will know things about people that you don't know and they'll have a check or a go signal from the Lord on whether or not to share it. And uh, sometimes the timing's right. Sometimes it's not. Many times people come to me and say, I got this word. I'll say, yeah, go share it with them. And other times I'll say, thank you for letting me know. Do not share that with them right now, you know, because I'll have leading from the Holy Ghost. Because why would I have leading on that instead of them? Because it falls under my responsibility spiritually. Right. You know, not, it's not their, their responsibility is to share the information, not to go and tell everybody. But a lot of times people do it because they want to be known that they're hearing from the Lord. Let the Lord, that's the Lord's business to show, show people that you're gifted. You know, that's the Lord's business, not ours. So, amen. Um, Barrett said the person who has authority over the service should be making the call on when the gift is released. That's right. Uh, caring about being seen is an almost guaranteed way to ensure you don't flow in the gifts. That's exactly right. Because what you do is you step out, you step into pride and out of humility which is now what empowers you is godliness. And when we step out of humility, we're mm-hmm. stepping out of godliness, we're stepping out of love, mm-hmm. and um, we're for sure will not flow like we should. So, mm-hmm. yeah. amen. Any other things that y'all have? No, no that was Did you get some questions answered? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Good, yeah. I hope this has been a blessing to you. Has this been a blessing? Have you learned some things? Uh, today. And if you have any other questions, feel free to send us a message. You can go to whatsright.com, send us a message there, and uh, or you can put it in here as well, even in the archive. Uh, but today, we just encourage you to sow. Amen. Kevin says yes. That helped. Margie says yes. Today, we encourage you to sow. When we hear the Word of God, the Bible tells us very clearly that when somebody explains the Word, preaches the word, teaches the word, that we should share with them materially. Well, not only that, but it also tells us to get the word the word of God and the good news of God out into the world. Well, that means the 
to get the the word out. We have there's resources that are required to get that word out. You know, we're sitting here. You're probably watching. You know, watching this on a phone or a computer. But what you don't see is all of the equipment. You know, that take that as a necessity to get this word out and the time. You know, of each person and yeah. things like that. As you sow into the ministry, you're sowing into getting that word out. Those are two things God has commanded us to do. And so today we encourage you to sow. Uh, you can give. You can go to giveww.org. Uh, you can sow on Facebook. Just type in hashtag donate followed by the amount, and that's how to do it on uh, Facebook. You can go to Cash App uh, using hashtag giveww. Uh, and then you can text to give. The information's right there on the screen. You can also give by Venmo. And this one's a little bit different. You can do uh, the at symbol on Venmo, at symbol, give BC for Boomerang Church. Uh, you can also give in uh, Bitcoin, and uh, we've made it easy for you to do that, and also give on PayPal. And we just praise God for you. Uh, we praise God for you. Thank you for your gifts. And right now, we want to pray over those gifts. So, Abigail, I want you to pray. Just bless every seed that they sow and let it be multiplied back to them. So go ahead. Okay. Lord, thank you for putting on the hearts of your people what to sow today. And thank you for blessing them, for being obedient to you. Thank you that these are yeah. seeds that are going to be pressed down, shaken together, and running over back into their hands. Lord, thank you for blessing them. Thank you, and and thank you, and thank you <laughs> for blessing the word that they heard today. Thank yeah. you that that's a seed into their hearts, into their lives that overflows into everything in their lives. In Jesus' name, yeah. amen. Lord, let it be supernaturally multiplied, mm -hmm. supernaturally quick, in the name of Jesus. Let it be. Amen, Father. Amen. We just praise you. We worship you. And uh, amen. Serena says, yes, thank you. Kelly Berardi, she says, so good. Amen. amen. Glory to God. Well, we love you. We praise God for you. And I want to tell you, thank you, Griffin, for... Uh, Griffin. Thank you, Chris. I just saw Griffin. Thank you, Chris, for sowing that seed. I, I want to mention uh, to you, we are we have not forgotten. Some of you may remember, we started the Bible Academy. We're getting ready to jump on that and make that happen before long. That'll be a great uh, beginning teaching and discipleship teaching, truly, that everybody needs to hear. We want to have enough discipleship uh, teaching out there that you can grab a hold of that will take you from knowing nothing to the point where you're laying hands on people and seeing them healed and delivered, flowing in these gifts. Uh, and then also, if you're longing for school, uh, we have Impact University. Uh, you can do that here. You can go to impactyou.org, impactyou.org. And uh, if you do that we actually have it online. We have it where you can be here. It's definitely better when you're here. There's an impartation. It is better when you're here, when you're around the students, when you're around the uh, impartation of the teachers. Uh, but if you, you can also do that online. We invite you to be a part of that if you're not a part of that. And uh, it's just great. I know that uh, you're getting ready to start here before long. Buddy's yeah. been in it uh, for a good while now. I guess a almost a year. This is the, you're about to wrap it up. So have you gotten a lot out of it? So much. <laughs> so much. Yeah. Yeah. You told me you told me that you felt like after being here you needed to go back to school again because you were learning so much. That's awesome. I, I was learning so much and unlearning so much. Unlearning, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you had been to Bible school before. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But you felt like you were unlearning some of those things mm -hmm. and seeing what the Word was really showing oh, yeah. you in practical. We're very practical uh, in our teaching. A very a practical application is a big yeah. deal. So I don't mm -hmm. I don't want people to just have factual knowledge. I want them to have a working knowledge of the things of God. So. Right. Amen. Amen. We love you and we praise God for you. Let every uh, gift and sowing that you've given, let it be blessed. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. We love you so much. And right now, here's the thing. We had another Q&A day just the other day. Mm -hmm. And if you want to go back and watch that, we'll put that uh, We'll put that link up for you and uh, watch that. Uh, we talked about the other day, our need for Jesus. That was really powerful. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch that. We've got a bunch of videos that you can watch uh, on YouTube. 
And uh, we just praise God for you. And right now, I believe Barrett is going to wrap it up for us. We'll see you soon. Here she is. Wrap, 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 wrap it up. So with impact, here's something awesome about it. If you're graduating high school like Abby is this year, and by this year I mean in like two weeks, if you're graduating high school and your parents are like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you're like, I don't know. Here's the thing. Impact University is designed to help you discover what God's destiny is for your life. That's one of the whole reasons why we have it. And we're like a legit school. It's not like we're, we're accredited. You'll get a legitimate degree from us. So if you're looking for a place to go to school, you can make that happen here and come hang out with us all the time. If you come to Impact University, you could even intern here at the Lunch Plus broadcast. All the good things. I'm pretty excited about this. I'm just piecing this together right now. Come be an intern. I'm just making an internship program live on the broadcast. Nobody's empowered me to do this, but here's what's happening. <laughs> we love you very much. So if you want to be a part of Impact, go to impactyou.org. Yes, .org. And you can fill that out and we'll get the information to you. That being said, we love you. We're going to be back tomorrow at 1130, same time, same place. And we'll see you there live here on Lunch Plus.